What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Other Baptist Podcast. I am Kyle Bierman, and uh, Matt Hensley is out of pocket today, but boy, are you in for a treat today, because we have, you know, a while back we had the most interesting Baptist in the world, and that was Dan Hurst to talk about baseball and being a voiceover actor and a baseball stadium announcer and all that. Um, Today we have one of the most interesting people that I know, and that is the illustrious Andy Addis. Uh, you, you may know him from the Rural Pastor Podcast, if you've listened to that at all with Mark Clifton. Um, Andy is is uh, the, the co-host along with Mark on that, and just an overall rural guru. And uh, so, Andy, welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, and uh, man, good to have you on. Man, what a blast to be here. I've loved listening to you guys. I feel all kinds of starstruck being on the show now. <laughs> I, it, w- when we talked about it, uh, it dawned on me, I was like, how have we not had Andy on yet? We've, we've talked about the hub before, but but we've never we've never had you on. So, uh, man, I'm, I'm excited. So for for the um, uninitiated, tell us, uh, tell our audience who you are, what you do there in the middle of Kansas. Well, I I have a few roles, but I think the one we're going to primarily talk about is the fact that I'm the lead teaching and vision pastor for a rural video-driven multi-site called Crosspoint that uh, came out of a dying neighborhood church planted back in the 70s. Cool. And uh, so so tell us just a little bit about the the Crosspoint story, because for most of our listeners, when they hear rural, multi-site, video-driven, there are some terms there that don't typically go together in a rural context that just don't we don't think about. And so t- tell us how that started. Absolutely. First of all, when you say rural video and multi-site, I, I, you can just feel the layers of people peeling <laughs> off. Well, so, uh, so let me let me let me confess something. The first time I heard somebody mention Crosspoint and they said it's a rural uh, multi-site. With video, and, and I, I, my my response to the guy was, I don't think that'll work. And there was about <laughs> ten seconds of silence on the other end of the line, and he finally goes, "Well, it's working." <laughs> okay, so so even I even I was skeptical the first time I heard it. Uh, so so yeah, yeah, just talk to us about how because I know you did not go to Hutchinson, Kansas, and and have this vision of, hey, we're going to have sites all across rural Kansas, right? So so talk to us about when you arrived in Hutchinson and what uh, the, the church that's now known as Crosspoint, just the story that, that evolved there. Absolutely. W- when we do say give that description, that is far from where it began. Uh, we describe the journey of Crosspoint as riding a bull, uh, which is unlike anything else, because if you ride a bull, the way you win is if you just hang on for eight seconds. And that's what the, the rodeo has been like for us. I've been here just over 20 years. It's the only church I pastored outside of seminary. And when we came, they were a church in steep decline. They had seen their heyday in the 90s, ran almost 400 in the octagonal building with the burnt orange carpet and pews. So, you know, Bless Jesus it. and the Holy Spirit Bless moved it. that, yep. right? Uh, but they had been without a pastor for a couple years, had dwindled down to just a handful of people, and uh, therefore 
Q Andy, you know, that's the kind of church that would hire me right out of seminary. Uh, but they were great folks and were willing to adapt. And I wish I could tell you that there was a secret sauce, but the only secret sauce was the Lord himself. We were real faithful to just preaching the Bible, eating lots of chicken dinners, going to lots of little league games and trying to cast a big vision. And God started to grow. Uh, so we, in the first year saw about 500 people. We thought, you know, Jesus is coming back. We're going to have to build a building. And then we went and figured out how much it cost to build a building and realized we were rural blue collar people. That was never going to happen. Uh, so what we decided to do was buy the big A auto parts store about five minutes across town. We put a hole in the wall, called it a coffee shop, put a stage in the corner, called that the worship center. And, uh, we started meeting there and, uh, I'm not going to give you all the details, but we prayed for 50 people from the original location to come over. Uh, the first night we had 270 people and it just started growing like crazy. Um, we were doing a Saturday night service there and then doing regular church on Sunday morning. <laughs> Soon after we start counting, we're doing multiple services at both locations, and there's about 200 people from a community 20 minutes away in Sterling. We had this crazy idea. Let's uh, let's go ahead and do this again over there in the high school gym, but we'll do a video recording. And uh, when it started working, we literally had someone uh, say, whoa, you guys are multi-site. And uh, I remember how dumb I felt when I went, what's that? <laughs> uh, and we were just trying to find a way to do handle the blessings that God had given us. We found out we had a tribe. We started you know, listening to some recordings and watching what others were doing and, um, and continued to grow. The truth is that um, if you say what, what you did a minute ago, most people would be there. There's no way that's going to work, especially in rural America. Yeah. Well, the place our first video campus was is so rural that sometimes we don't get cash in the offering plate. Sometimes we get wheat shares from the co-op. <laughs> so if video works for farmers, video works anywhere. Besides, I'm in Kansas. If video stops working, it'll stop in L.A. and New York, and I've got at least five years to figure it out. Right before that <laughs> That's right. rolls That's right. its way inward. So uh, long story short, we started with a handful of people in a declining neighborhood church. Uh, we currently have 13 locations. Uh, we'll be 14 by the end of next month and average 3,000 plus every weekend with a focus on taking the church to small communities that probably could not sustain a church without being a part of a network. And even though they have good pastoral care, we can provide the preaching for them uh, uh, via video and uh, and support the rest of the ministry. It's been a wild ride, and we think we're just getting started. Yeah, and so you, you alluded to this as well, but the, the places where you guys have gone are not bustling population centers primarily, right? right? So so Hutchinson's a town of, what, 30,000 people or so? Yeah, a little over, a little over okay. 30,000 people. It's our broadcast center. We have a location in one other community that's bigger in Salina, uh, and we use those as kind of mission outposts because they are the ones that plant in the smaller communities. Now, everything else, uh, Concordia, Liberal, Hayes, Great Bend, Lindsburg, um, you know, we, we could just start naming names, Pittsburgh, Kansas, not the big Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Kansas. Um, they're, they're all small places. And actually my heart is the smaller, the better, because there needs to be a gospel presence. And yeah. if I could just throw this out there, uh, some love for the rural pastor, love for the small town pastor. If you're a mega church pastor in a big city running 30,000 people, 
you actually have less influence than most small church pastors do in their community. Because if you run 50 people in a community of 500, an incorporated community, you got 10% of the city connected to your ministry. One out of every 10 kids in the school goes to your church. One out of every 10 people in the grocery store goes to your church. Huge impact. Uh, And so while there may be bigger churches um, the, the, there's there's not bigger ministry potential than there is right. in pastoring in those small places. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we talk about a, a lot in rural ministry and in a, a presentation I do for rural associations to really talk through the ability that a small town pastor has to become a community pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I remember when I was in Clayton, New Mexico, population 2000, if you included the 600 bed prison, um, which they did in the official population of the, of the, of the town. Um, I mean, we had, I I think I had two other pastors, kids that were a part of the youth ministry at ours, right. Just because it it was the, it was the youth ministry. It was the thing that happened on Wednesday nights Um, in a way that you just don't get that even in a, even in a mid-sized city, right? You just, you're going to run into people in Dollar General. If you're blessed enough to have a Walmart, you're going to run into folks there. Um, And, you know, I've shared before that, I mean, that was the, one of the few places where I've ever like been walking through Dollar General and had somebody come up to me and be like, Oh, pastor, I really need to talk to you. Okay. Let's uh, (laughs) set set down my little cart and we'll just have prayer right in the middle of the, you know, the toy aisle in Dollar General. Um, Hmm. It's such a unique, uh, unique context, unique ministry opportunities that happen in rural communities. A hundred percent. And I think that because of what we call vocational identity issues, people, uh, tend to think lesser of themselves if they're part-time, bivocational, or in a small yeah. church. But they just need to get a hold of the fact that that they are making a huge impact on lives and community. Most yeah. of the time, they are pastoring churches that aren't in a city, but they are that city's church. Yeah. And that's that's a fantastic opportunity and a great place to live your life. Yeah, and and it's it's not a lesser calling at, at all. I mean, you're talking about a, a pastor of a New Testament church of a, of a body of gathered believers, whether that's five or 50 or a hundred. Um, but that's a very, that requires a very unique set of skills that, that quite frankly, if you had a mega church pastor who suddenly transported and found himself in a rural context, it, it would be so different that he might not have the skill set to, um, to manage that. Right. And it, just like, you know, a pastor of 50, if he suddenly found himself in a church of 5,000, it would be, it would be a culture shock. That that's true both ways, and there's a unique set of giftings um, that that serve each of those, and and one is not more important than the other. Um, they're both valid, and they're both important, and both can see really really powerful ministry impacts in their locations. Absolutely, and I think what we do is we overutilize, overvalue stage ministry over holistic ministry. Um, And because we overvalue what happens behind a pulpit, uh, then we get the sense that this is a better pastor. But uh, I would just argue that that you don't measure pastoring by preaching. Uh, You measure pastoring by pastoring. Uh, It's a weird cultural thing that we do. When we go in view of a call, we want to see, is this guy going to be a good pastor? Well, let's listen to him preach. That's like saying, is this guy a good chef? Uh, He's a pretty good farmer. Uh, you know, they're both food related, but not exactly yeah. the same thing. And I heard Ken Witten say at a, um, 
refresh retreat just a couple weeks ago. He said, don't ever let anyone look down on you or don't look down on yourself. There may be guys who preach uh, the gospel better, but no one preaches a better gospel. Than yeah. You. Yeah. Oh, I love that, that. That's a, I believe that's a, uh, that's a Adrian Rogers quote. If I'm, if I'm correct, I think that came, came originally from Adrian Rogers. Well, I could, um, I could believe it, but I heard it from Ken. So that's what, <laughs> hey, hey, I mean, it's all, it, it's all, you know, it, 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 that's all kind of public domain. Once it's out there, that's, you're right, man. That's a good, that is a good line. Um, you, you know, one of the eye-opening things that I heard after I stepped out of pastoring into, into this role that I currently have with Nam, um, I was visiting with a megachurch pastor and, and I haven't had a lot of those interactions in my life. Just, just in the circles that I ran in, I didn't run into megachurch guys a lot, but, but he actually lamented the fact that he said, when I, when I walk through the sanctuary on Sunday morning, he said, I don't know everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, you know, I, we, we talked about when he served a small church in early in his ministry, he said, you know, I knew everybody and knew their kids and their grandkids and where they went to school and knew details about them. He said, and now I'm struggling just to recall names as I walk mm-hmm. through the sanctuary. Now, obviously in, in a, in a mega church setting, you're going to have staff to handle that. But there is a there is a personal connection that comes in a in a smaller and and especially in a rural context that that is unlike anything else that I've experienced so far. Um, and so, what now? One of the realities of a small rural pastor is um, that you are it, right? You are the pastor. Um, you are the the local theologian. You are probably your office is probably the local counseling center. Um, yeah. You you are the funeral preacher. <laughs> I mean, the, so so there's a you know in uh, one of the words that we use in re, in replanning and revitalization is a resourceful generalist, right? You, you've got to you've got to have a wide range of things, um, and, and so oftentimes I think rural guys can burn out easily because there's so much on their plate, um, and we. We can't help with everything, but we're, we're trying to help with some things, right? And so one of those resources that we've developed to try to help is uh, the Replant Hub that we launched about 18 months ago. And so talk through us, because really that was birthed out of Crosspoint's model and and what we've seen you do. And so, so talk to us about how the Replant Hub became a thing that's now really gone kind of on a national level. That's a, that's kind of you to put it in those terms, and and we're very thankful for what's happening with the replanthub.com. We'll say it twelve times so people <laughs> there you, <laughs> you do it while we're uh, while we're talking about it. But one of the strengths of Crosspoint has been the fact that we share the weight together. Uh, a lot we have a video driven multi site, but we do have location pastors everywhere. But they're not trained preachers; they are pastors, very often bivocational or even volunteer. Volunteer, great teachers, uh, great. Great, um, like at the local school teachers, uh, cops, uh, medical people, they have a pastoral heart and they want church to happen where they're at. 
but they don't want to preach. Um, well, we utilize them uh, as pastors, train them on the job. Uh, we do make them preach every other month. I'm not going to get into all that. But but what we do is we share the weight um, of uh, of the responsibilities, and one of those is preaching. So just think about this. Imagine if you were a small church pastor, uh, but uh, you, you didn't want to preach. You need to take maybe the summer off, or you wanted to take a, 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 an on-the-job sabbatical kind of thing. Imagine what would happen if you got that 20 hours back a week because somebody else was pulling that weight for you, yeah. but you could still be in the middle of all that. Um, in, in the same way, Crosspoint, you know, we, we share the fact that uh, our central services covers uh, things for location pastors, like they don't ever have to file insurance paperwork. Uh, they never have to do uh, employee taxes. All those things happen centrally. Well, Replant Hub doesn't do that. But what it does is it takes some of those big pieces. There are worship pieces. There are preaching pieces. And uh, let's just say you're a, a pastor of a healthy church, but you haven't had a real vacation for two years because you can't get anybody to sub for you. Well, what what if you could actually do a series and then you let somebody else do the last two weeks of the series because you were going along with that material, but then they can come in and finish that series up for you uh, in two weeks as you play that video. Or maybe you just want to get Wednesday nights back because you want to coach your kids little league game. So you just need an assist and you watch somebody's material that then takes 15 to 20 hours of prep work out of your schedule. The replant hub is there for that small church pastor who in that small congregation that is either needing a fill in help and assist or just a break. It doesn't matter. It's all free. And the best part is they've all been vetted. There's currently uh, about 10 churches that are giving away everything that they produce so that they can give you a break. Cause what, I'll say what we say at the Rural Pastor Podcast. Uh, we believe in you. We're proud of you. We want to pour into you and pat you on the back. And one of the ways we do that is through replanthub.com. Yeah, so what we're trying to do with the hub is not replace you, uh, uh, small small church pastor. We're, we're not trying to replace you at all. We're trying to help. And so, you know, if we can if we can frame this in, in Southern Baptist language, this is simply cooperation. It's It's churches who have the ability to produce really, really good quality content um, and are willing to give that away. And yeah. so maybe maybe you're, you know, a pastor and you say, man, you know, I'm I'm good with preaching. I've got, you know, I'm I can pull that off. I need help with graphics. That there are series graphics that you can take and, mm-hmm. and use. We have some that have even like uh, sermon bumpers, uh, bumper videos that you could play before. Um, there are outlines that you can take and and teach through yourself if if you so desired. Um, one of my favorite resources on the hub is is a series called The Book that was produced by a church here in Lubbock uh, called South Crest Baptist Church, and it's forty seven weeks. They went through the entire Bible, um, mm. and I mean just just phenomenal, right? So I mean you could do a standalone like, hey, I need to you know I need to go on vacation. I cannot find a um, a, a supply preacher for that. Um, I mean, you could show a sermon that covers the book of Romans, right? <laughs> and and there it is. Um, or, I mean, you could take that and go through it on a Wednesday night and over the course of a year, walk your folks through the mm. entire Bible. Um, now, it's going to be like drinking from a fire hose, right? <laughs> because it's, I mean, you're, you're yeah. 47 weeks to cover 66 books. So <laughs> you, you can see how the math adds up there. But 
in, in a lot of ways, maybe your folks have never been exposed to kind of that, what we'd call the meta narrative, the big picture of the Bible. That would sure. be a really good way to do it. That's, that's just one example on there. Man, I love that because you could use that for a Wednesday night even yeah. to give you a break. And that sounds like the perfect number of weeks to take the summer off. Just so yeah. great. One of my favorite resources is the worship stuff. Yeah. And I just got to pull off an event with Nathan, uh, who is one of the one of the premier um, depositors of great worship stuff. And I would just say this, uh, and this hopefully is disarming when it comes to any video-driven stuff. What Crosspoint does is not the way to do it. It's not even the best way to do it. Matter of fact, I think there is... Uh, that that a fully autonomous, fully funded, fully staffed church is the best way to go. Yeah. But when you're in a bind, this is a way to do this. And when it comes to worship, here, here here's what I say. Bad worship is better than video worship, but video worship is better than terrible worship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to like be it. the judge where that line is. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And, and I've had tons of conversations with, with pastors in, in small places who, I mean, they're there either bivocationally or full-time, and they say, look, I've got the preaching covered, right? I'm able to do that. I can find supply preachers when I need to, but worship, either we need help on a weekly basis, or, you know, we have one lady who plays the piano and sings, and when she's gone, that there's no that there, there's no one else to fill in. And so right. we have we have worship resources on there, um, everything from, from a mega church setting, um, Lenexa Baptist shot some for us. You mentioned Nathan Drake, who's just, I mean, his is just with a guitar, um, Southwestern seminary, their, their chapel band shot some really good videos for us. Uh, Waypoint church out of St. Louis shot some kind of studio ish videos that are really good. So there's, there are all kinds of different flavors. Um, and here's what I love about it. And this, this was done, uh, solely for the purpose of um, avoiding copyright issues, but everything on there is public domain. What mm-hmm. that means is it's hymns that you and your people are going to know. <laughs> and I mean, it, it is the old, the old hymns that, that your folks will sing along to. Um, and so if you, again, if you find yourself in a bind and need worship um, and check out the hub, let, let me also say, uh, we we don't broadcast this in Spanish, so I'm willing to I'm willing to bet we don't have a large Spanish speaking audience on this podcast. But there are Spanish resources on there as well that uh, David Quiroa has has given to us. Um, and so maybe there's a church in your association that you know um, needs some some Spanish language stuff. There there are resources on there for that as well. Um, Andy, real quick, let, let's let's transition away from from talking specifically about the hub. Again, that's a resource, replanthub.com. Go sign up. It's free. Um, check it out. Use it however it fits your, your ministry context. Where was that again, Kyle? Was that the replanthub.com? Replanthub.com. It's like yeah. one of those commercials on the uh, on, on the radio that just say, oh, replanthub.com. You'll, you'll hear it again <laughs> before we go. Um, well, let's talk about some of the other stuff that's coming down the, the, the pike for um, – for rural ministry in general, because that is one of our strategies. That's not all of it. Um, you and I are working on um, a rural cohort for next year. Um, now, registration is not open for that yet. In fact, we are developing the, the material as we speak, but we're, we're planning on creating an online cohort specifically for rural pastors. So let's talk through that just a little bit. Yeah, I think it'll be exciting. It's going to be some original content and probably mixed with some uh, well 
worn and well-appreciated content, uh, and it will be specifically geared towards those who are doing ministry in the small and in the -the out-of-the-way context. There are three major things, I already mentioned one of them, uh, that we know are true based on those who are currently serving in that location, and that is there's a struggle with low resources, isolation, and vocational identity. And uh, what we want to do is we want to start approaching all three of those, um, not only with content, but with relationship and networking abilities. And that's what this cohort is going to be all about. Yeah. So if you are in a in a smaller rural context and, and you just need to you feel like you need some connections with with other guys who are in that similar context. That that's what this is for. There's some training, uh, certainly that's going to be a part of it. But a big part of it is we just want to create some fellowship, and uh, so so be looking for that. We'll be promoting that as we get uh, closer to the end of the year. Um, and and Andy, anything else you want to share about about rural ministry and rural life? Is it as as it pertains to you know what we're doing with the replant team, or just kind of what you're seeing across the the rural landscape? Man, we're just very excited because um, for a long time, rural has kind of been, um, I don't, I wouldn't say the outcast, but it's its never been in the spotlight. What I love is that there is actually a growing passion for rural. There are some uh, some young guys who are now saying that that's where I want to go. That's not a stepping stool to, to where I want to be. And at just the right time, for such a time as this, uh, we're pretty excited that the North American Mission Board is creating a lane uh, that is specifically targeting the needs for planting, replanting, revitalization, and assisting pastors, ministry, and even pastorless churches in rurality. And I think rurality is a word we came up with. We're going to coin it if it wasn't, but in rurality. Should, yeah. and uh, Owned it. Yep. We'll own it. So uh, actually within the replant arm of the North American Mission Board is going to be a new box. And that box is the rural um, uh, Nam Rural, and we're going to be working uh, on diligently working on finding the best ways to assist pastors and churches in the rural context. It's brand new and uh, really exciting. Really exciting. Yeah, that's great. Um, if you want to know more about the uh, the Crosspoint story and and the story behind the hub and how we got there, um, there's a free book. Uh, that Andy has written called Doing More Together. Um, that's available as a free download on churchreplanters.com. We'll drop that uh, link into the show notes here as well. Um, but that really just kind of shares the the overall vision behind um, how we got to the uh, to the replant hub and, and that resource that's come together. Um, well, Andy, man, thanks for jumping on today and, and being a part of the, the Not Another Baptist podcast. Again, I can't believe we've never had you on before. Um, you also want to check out uh, the, the podcast that Mark, that Andy does with Mark Clifton called The Rural Pastor, uh, The Rural Pastor Podcast, um, including your, you got your own theme song from Chosen Road, man. And uh, it, it, it's, it used to be a live cut. Now it's on their most recent album. Yeah. And they are Grand Ole Opry performers. So we yes. are something special. I that's right. That's right, man. That's that's so cool. Um, and then a couple other things just to, to note. Uh, we'll have more details coming for these um, events in, in the near future. The next year, we will have two rural summits, one in mm-hmm. Salina, Kansas, and one at Camp Copus in the Denton, Texas area. And uh, one in the spring, one in the fall. So we'll, we'll publish that as we get a little bit uh, closer again towards the end of the year. But 
just know that there are two rural events that are happening next year. The first one was a, a smashing success last year. We're really excited about that. We'll, we'll share some really exciting details about those coming up uh, soon. So, uh, Andy, thanks for being here again. Check out the, the Doing More Together and check out replanthub.com. And uh, thanks for listening, as always. And until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. If you're looking for trustworthy Christian higher education that equips you to think biblically, reason truthfully, and share God's word effectively, Texas Baptist College is the place for you. TBC is a Christ-centered, scripturally grounded, and student-focused school dedicated to preparing students to serve wherever God calls them. The best way to experience TBC is to attend their fall preview day on October 20th. Tour the campus, meet faculty members, chat with students, and experience the unique campus community of Texas Baptist College during preview day. Register today at texasbaptistcollege.com forward slash preview. What's wrong with you people?